This week on Tea with Queen and Jay. It's that time of year when everybody got Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s name in their mouth and we want to set a few things straight. Also, the most recent acts of white domestic terrorism and how to know when your friendly neighborhood healer is a scammer. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. And we're back at it. Back at it again. Hey. We are once again podcasters. Jay has kind podcast. of forgotten how to podcast. She didn't even I have. know how to set up her mic. It was, it was I have forgot check. I needed it. What is? I definitely forgot <laughs> I needed that mic. That was funny. Yeah. We need a microphone. <laughs> right. Like what? I can see you on the Zoom. What else? What more do we need? What more do we? But that means that it was a good break. Yeah, it does. That means that and it I'm was a good break. I'm happy that you had a yeah. good break. Maybe you had mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. that's hard for you. It is hard. I mean, I did spend the whole thing working, but it was honestly because I had to, not because like I'm a workaholic. You know, mm-hmm. I actually had to do it. Yep. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white, white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. I haven't been Alan. Since we haven't been doing the show. I don't think I did an owl either. Yeah, I haven't been. That was good. Yeah, that was right? good. No, we needed that. Okay. We needed that. We want to hear from you. Use our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ, when talking about the show on social media. Also use the hashtag pod in. We love that as well. You should already be following us on the social medias, but if you are not, we're on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. Just look for us and follow us there. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Another way we would love to hear from you is through T-Mail. Send us T-Mail. Any questions, comments, feedback, silly things, serious things. We love when you do that. And you can do that by sending us T-Mail. T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Every episode, we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass black joy. These are our shout outs. These are our toasts, cheers. This is our fucking pour one out for the homies, toast it up mm-hmm. to the ancestors. This is where we do all of that shit. Queen, what or who are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for the new year. Um, I know this is some mm-hmm. other calendar. I don't fucking know the name of it, but I like to use the new year as a marker for me to like try new things, do new things, set new intentions, make doctor's appointments. Cause I hardly went to the doctor last year cause COVID and I was scared. Facts. I get a little more introspective during the new year, my, the new year, my mm-hmm. birthday. So these are the times where I do a lot of like, Hmm, let me look inside myself and think about things and you know whatever so i did a lot of that and i really i like the idea people make fun of people with the new year new me you still going to be the same old raggedy bitch is usually like what oh people God. try to say to me <laughs> but i think oh that gosh. it is i think that it is cool that people are trying to find a reason to be motivated to be optimistic Fact. to think about newness and shit like that mm. so you know stop like being making fun of those people like if they say yeah. new year new me then let them do that so mm. i just want to pull libations to everyone who was in that new year new me mood who was trying to like run with that motivation who was trying yeah. to be like you know what this this is the year that i climb mount kilimanjaro mm. Or whatever the fuck 
It is. I just want to pour libations to everyone who is in that spirit, who is looking in that direction, and all of that. You know, I just want to wish you the best with whatever you intend to do for the year. So, yeah. I like that. That is my libation. I love that libation, y'all. That's good. What are you libating this week? I also want to pour libations for the new year, new energy. I like how you put that shit. So, I co-signed that shit Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I want to pour libations for some shit that's been entertaining me on Instagram. I know this person does TikToks also, but their um, tag (laughs) is at Lubalin underscore vibe underscore emporium. And this person is a a musician. They're Mm -hmm. a musician. They typically make songs or whatever. You can find their music and shit like that. It's cute. Uh, the last song they released, I thought it was pretty cute. It's about long text messages or whatever. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Sounds like some Bieber shit that I normally wouldn't listen to. But I'm like, this is adorable because I like this person. Mm-hmm. But I believe their pronouns are he, him. But they have been doing little skits with songs attached about internet drama. And there have been two videos yeah. so far. So they did one about one of those Facebook posts, I think, about like selling an apartment or renting an apartment or something like that or whatever. And just the yeah. awkward interaction. You might have seen that shared on social. But he puts songs to the interaction, like a well-produced song. And yep. then he acts out the skit and it's hilarious. And I have gone back to that. He's only done two so far and I've gone back and watched both, them both right? a million times. Yes, there. <laughs> and the songs are catchy. But that's something that's been bringing me joy. It's a white person, but it has been bringing me black ass joy. Yeah, so. they are. They are good. Yeah. So definitely check that out. I'll put their Instagram handle in the show notes. And also, yeah, we took a long break. So over the break, I was on For All Nerds podcast and we did a review of Wonder Woman. Spoiler alert. We hated it. But... <laughs> It's a fun review, I think, whether you liked it or didn't like it or whatever. I think it's a good listen. We had a good time mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. So definitely check that out. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. I also did a virtual panel at Black Comic Book Festival at the Schomburg. And by at the Schomburg, I mean inside, inside. the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they produced a really good virtual con. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Oh, I got to it's it's a it's a conversation. I was gonna say interview, but but the panelists included Kagan Luce, who does Lunchtime Comics, mm-hmm. Liz Montague, who is a cartoonist for The New Yorker, actually the first black woman cartoonist to be published in The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Keith Knight, who is one of the co-writers of um, the series Woke on Hulu. And that series is based on a portion of his life. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have a lot of feelings about that, about that series. Um, so, <laughs> but he was really interesting to talk to. He does a lot of good work and they were renewed for a second season. So I, I feel like from what I understand from uh, what I have heard him say about it and what he said about it during the panel is that a lot of groundwork had to be laid mm-hmm. and I feel like next season it will speak to more people and by more people I mean black people too yeah because <laughs> I was like that was not yeah because I think right. right I think that if you have watched woke or if you haven't watched it I think that 
the guy in woke the protagonist and this is no spoilers he comes to this awakening kind of of his race his identity and what that means in a white supremacist society he comes to that kind of awareness a little bit late in life it seems and i think that a lot of people found that character and the lateness of that to be irritating but what i will also say is that like that person exists in real life you yeah, know what i'm saying there's, like there's lots of that people. nigga is on twitter like yeah. That, yeah, you went to lots. college with that guy mm-hmm. like he exists and so i think a lot of people found that irritating black people found that irritating and i think that the story i think that it has white people in mind in the writing it does a so lot. yeah so i think a, a lot. lot of the groundwork that was laid for the first season to me it seemed to have white people in mind and i hope that now that groundwork has been laid for white people that we can now talk about and see other shit. So we'll see. But you'll uh, see because Knight- I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Knight is an established cartoonist. He's funny. He does race workshops and all type of shit. Outside is closed, so he's not touring with that right now. But he does a lot of great work. So I was able to have him on the panel. Mm-hmm. And T. Franklin, who is the writer behind the graphic novella Bingo Love, which is uh, like a comic book. I know that people know the difference between novellas and this and that or whatever. To me, it's, it looks like a fucking comic book. It's a comic book about this lesbian couple that spans, like this black lesbian couple that spans generations. Mm-hmm. So like they weren't able to be together or they were pulled apart by their families. And then I believe they reconnect later in life. But it's the first time that I saw a lesbian couple documented in comics, a black lesbian couple uh-huh. documented this way in comics. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really cool and it was dope to have them all on the panel talking their shit. And again, I'm not saying that that's the first time a black lesbian couple has been in comics. I'm saying and it's the first time that I saw it. So yeah. just there's that. But anyway, I'll put the link to that panel in the show notes. You can actually watch the entire con or you can go through the schedule and see if there are other panels that you want to check out, yo. And I'm pouring libations to those things because I enjoy doing them. And I really like being able to do fun shit, especially as a grown ass woman who will smack your face, yo. So I really feel blessed to be able to do fun things and have good conversations with dope people. And I'm excited to have been able to like start my new year off with like doing yeah, fun shit like cool. that. So yeah, man, I needed it. I like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm, I like that. This podcast though runs on your support, runs on listeners like you we need you to help keep it going we know that it's 2021 but we're still in a fucking global pandemic yo still in a global pandemic it makes sense nothing you know pandems you look at the last one it was about two and a half years just putting that in perspective Uh, people keep acting like it was supposed to end in a month okay it's not It's not. Yeah, we're still in a global pandemic. Life is challenging for a lot of folks. Life was challenging before the pandemic. Life is challenging right now. Mm-hmm. So while we do run on your support and donations, we do expect all of you to take care of you first. Put you first. Yep. Do what you need to do for yourself first before you support any of the you know podcasts that you listen to or other people's creative endeavors or whatever. Yep. But if you got it and you appreciate what we do and you want us to be able to continue, we really do 
rely on the love and support of our listeners to keep it going. Queen, how can listeners support us here at Tea with Queen and J podcast? You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com, slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option. There's no commitment there. You can give however much you want, however many times you want, and it is appreciated. Our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We want to give you the option to pay what you want and Patreon as well, but we are asking for $2. We also appreciate non-monetary support, and you can do that by liking and sharing this podcast on the social medias we appreciate when you do that telling a friend rating and reviewing this show on apple Podcasts or whatever other app that you listen to podcasts on all of those things are things that help tea with queen and jay grow and we appreciate every last fucking one that's right. Our Amazon wish list links are also in the show notes if you'd like to send us love that way, though we understand that Amazon is the axis of evil, so evil. please don't feel pressured to do so. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcast, black hair or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com we got donation libations queen do you want to hit us off with our paypal donations yep so for paypal we got jessica rashida rashida's my oldest sister thank you sister thank Um, you rashida adrian and Rosario, and Rosario says, Queen and Jay, I'm so excited to finally be able to send you a little something. I heard about y'all through 5 5 of Latinos Who Lunch podcast. All the homies. Tuning in every week gives me space to continue thinking critically about my place in this crazy ass world we live in. Also, I recently moved back to L.A. after living in Manhattan and then the Bronx for nine years. So any reference to the city makes me smile. Thank you for your joy, your intelligence, and for throwing people in the pit. I affirm great opportunities this year so I can continue sending gifts like these to you. Gonna more in admiration, Rosario. Thank you. That Thank was you, such Rosario. a nice sweet note. BX yeah. stand out. We also got a PayPal donation from the homies at the Inaho Uprising. And they said, wow. may your 2021 be abundant. I think I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> They're part of the BBB. A BBB all of you. A BBB abundant. Yes. Yeah. So that was like cute. That. And then we have another donation from Quid Pro Quo. You be you be given. Thank you. I be saying yeah. your name often, so thank you. Quid Pro Quo says, thank you for all that you do. Wishing you continued bundles in 2021. Hope this helps. Thank you so much for that. Oh, and one more. Last but not least, we have Shalom. And Shalom says, love you too. You are love and light for me. So those are all our PayPals for this, well, not this week because we've been yes. off. But thank everyone who sent us that skrilla we appreciate that we also have new patreon subscribers for anybody who doesn't know we put new content up there uh we do bonus patreon episodes you can check those out about once every three weeks maybe once a month we do a new patreon episode 
a bonus yeah, episode on Patreon once a month. So be sure to subscribe there so you can check those out. Our new Patreon subscribers are Donetta, Tanya, Grant, Diana, Jessica, Dara, Nikea, Samantha, Tori, Denisha, Edith, Mike, Casey, Mahaya, Chelsea, and the homie Alexandra upped their pledge and sent me the Bodega Boys new Ew. book uh, via my Amazon wish list for my birthday. Ew. Thank you so much, Alexandra. I, I was so, so nice to open that. Ew. I was like, oh, this is a gift. <laughs> this is cute. This is cute. And those are all our new Patreon subscribers. So thank you so much to everybody who is joining us on the Patreon. All right. So we did all of that. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? Yes. Let's get into the motherfucking show. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, so Jay, what kind of tea are you drinking? Yes, I am drinking English breakfast. It's bodega tea. I had a bag of celestial seasoning tea that I had bought from when I was in the streets one day. Just a loose, you have a loose tea bag in your house. It belongs to nothing. You never had a box of that in your home, but it's just there. So I was like, let me let me get rid of these loose tea bags. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm having English breakfast. What are you drinking? I'm drinking ginger turmeric because I got a little belly thingy going on today. Oh man. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. And you know, ginger makes everything better. So hopefully it, it stops the queasiness in all of I like that. that. Yeah. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And in addition to my pronouns, I am not a lady. What are your pronouns, Queen? She and her are my pronouns. Yeah. Yes. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I'm self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I'm well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. And that I'll forever and always stun all these hoes. I will say yes. Only two activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well-being. I will courageously protect my happiness. I also affirm, continue to affirm a safe and healthy reopening of cities and states around the world or closings because some people need to come back. I still want to affirm mm-hmm. that. And I'm going to extend it to 2021. I affirm a bundles, a bundles, a bundles. You can still have a fruitful and abundant year in 2021. You can and you will. You can. So I affirm you will. That. That's right. Those are my affirmations. I like it. A lot has gone down. So much. So much has gone down. So much has happened, yo. But yeah, I like that, yo. In spite of what happened in your in your, in your personal life, in spite of what happened with your family, in spite of who we've lost mm-hmm. and what we've lost, we will still be fruitful this year, yeah. yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good things. Good things are going to come about for you in your life. So I fuck with it. I fuck with it. What are you mm-hmm. affirming for yourself, Jay? Let's hear them affirmations. I am affirming a long life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm rest. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. Rent is paid. I am productive. I'm energized. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean mm-hmm. and organized. Yes. yes, it is. It is, yo. I manage my schedule seamlessly and achieve everything on my to-do list and complete all projects successfully without trauma. I affirm productive therapy, healthy romantic relationships without a whole lot of exhausting fucking labor. I affirm around-the-clock home healthcare service for my grandmother and liberation and power to all the people. 
Mm-hmm. Those are my affirmations. That's right. Yeah, so this past year was a fucking doozy. Mm-hmm. And this year has started off with a lot of shenanigans. We're not claiming same a doozy. Of, same amount of dooziness. Is how same amount year. of dooziness as last That's year. Right. Lots of shenanigans. The fucking same day that folks who gave a shit were able to celebrate a little bit when we overturned the Senate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say we because I was invested in getting them, them people out the Senate or whatever. Yeah. And the people we wanted to win fucking won. Yes. And was it literally the same fucking day that white terrorists stormed the Capitol? Did that, I was think that the same so. day or like the next day? I don't... See, there's so much white fuckery that I can't keep right. track. You know, right. my calendar's a little off. I just, I can't, yeah. I can't keep up. It was I like, feel a like moment, it was the same day. Right. It was like a moment of, whew. Okay, or the next day, because we, we found out maybe late in the night. Right. And the next yes. day it was like, yes. turn up. Well, that's not yes. what people say. But, yeah. You know. I remember feeling like a moment of, whew. Okay. Now we can like regroup. And we can protest and strategize and strategize. And yes, do the things. exactly. And do all the things that we need to do to disrupt white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism with this current, you know, administration. And then the current one, meaning the one that's going to take over January 20th or whatever. And then fucking white domestic terrorists stormed the Capitol on they January 6th. They didn't even really 6th. storm. They just politely walked. <laughs> People keep like... Well, the west side, the west side of the Capitol building, they stormed the Capitol. They was fucking beating up police officers. They were mm-hmm. dragging niggas down steps. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Yes, that's what they were was, climbing. And um, yeah, yeah, it was fucking yeah, wild correct. style. It was mm-hmm. wild style. There was a lot of a lot of video footage of that that I watched because I yeah I wanted to see like yo what the fuck. It was really hard to watch. That side of the building was hard to watch and that footage was hard to watch. I wasn't yeah, I tapped in. That. Yeah, I didn't watch Yeah, that. I wasn't tapped into the news. So I wasn't watching it as it happened and I didn't really have any interest in being tapped into that in real time. Mm-hmm. But later on, I ended up doing some research on it and I fell into this this article that had it like kind of like a timeline of what took place on that side of the building and they Mm -hmm. happened to have footage of yeah these people grabbing police officers and like beating them up it it was it was hard to watch it was hard to watch so yeah four people died a police officer was beaten to death and that's that's just the one they murdered like i said they beat up a lot of police officers yeah Mm -hmm. what were you doing queen when you heard about this how did you hear about this attempted coup and how did you feel i guess when you learned it was happening i was on the phone with my boo and we were talking and i just happened to go on twitter and then i saw Mm -hmm. um like some news thing retweeted into my thing so then i said to them i'm like yo they're fucking i think i said raiding but they're raiding the white house or some shit Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah girl like so we kind of just started gossiping (laughs) like it was like right yeah right. like he was like yeah they wildin', you know whatever 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 this this person is not the one born in the state so i was like call your mother and make sure she know that like it's not i don't know what international news was saying so i was like yeah. call your mother and tell her you good because i don't know what this looks like outside but right. for me when me and him are talking about it, it was just like woo, they wildin'. like from i don't know i was really separated from it it was just like what mm-hmm. the fuck and then mm-hmm. i think because we had a conversation on this podcast already about a coup a possible coup that I wasn't, right. I wasn't really shocked. I wasn't surprised. I don't know. I have a, I have really neutral feeling towards mm-hmm. it when I saw what was happening. After I saw the tweet and was talking to my um, boo, 
Then I went to like my news app. I then started reading articles and I'm like, wow, they like really well. And then that's when I started seeing the pictures pop up and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But I, I will say that I really had a neutral feeling. I didn't feel, yeah. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel, it was just like mm-hmm. something's happening over there. Right. So yeah, so that's how it was for me. What was it like for you? Like, how did you hear about it? I was in here minding my business per usual, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I was even on Twitter or like that because I didn't see it. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was like, actually for real minding my business and my home girl hit the group chat. Like these white people have fucking raided the Capitol. And I was like, yeah, girl, they crazy. And (laughs) I was, you know, I just moved on from Mm -hmm. it, but yeah. So she was in the group chat talking about it. My family group chat blew up and everybody was talking about it, watching it or whatever. And if it were not for those two things, I would have not have been like invested in it at Mm -hmm. all and my message in both of those group chats were everybody go drink your water like Mm -hmm. enjoy your day go play with something go eat a delicious meal or some shit or whatever like i didn't feel the need for us as a community to be watching this shit like in real time like watching it play out it can be stressful like even if you know in reality that this is not something that you need to be invested in if you're sitting there kind of and watching it and keeping up with it moment to moment on cnn or wherever you're watching it can be stressful seeing that shit i felt honestly in the beginning i thought it was fucking comical Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like look at these people doing this ridiculous thing that it's pointless it's a waste uh-huh. of time. Yeah. And also, because I was not tapped in and because I was not watching it happen in real time on the news, I couldn't see the numbers, like the crowds of people yeah. that were, quote unquote, marching. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the crowds of people marching are the, are the same number. I'm sure there are people who marched who did not attempt a coup at the fucking Capitol, like fucking raid the actual building. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot later on to look at the number of people that were out there playing them games and watching them people beat up them officers was really a lot and and we are not like a fucking police apologist podcast like we don't really we don't fuck with the police like that but i don't like watching people be attacked is really like that shit is not okay so that was like really i think it's hard to watch people be attacked like that was that like without cause that was really that was a lot Mm -hmm. that was a lot and again like i said i wasn't tapped in in the moment i watched that later but that i'm still i'm still like processing that and it's not like a shock or surprise it's just so absurd because these people were marching with fucking in addition to their you know trump flags confederate flags they were marching Mm -hmm. with that fucking racist blue lives matter flag yeah because police are the mascots of fucking white supremacists in this country like they Mm -hmm. hold them up as like really what they are a fucking racist institution that maintains the system of white supremacy maintains the order of the the system yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. they they hold police up as a mascot you know as long as police are doing what whatever white person in the area wants them to do then yeah police are great police are fantastic or whatever but to Mm -hmm. see them like dragging police downstairs pulling their legs and like fighting them like as a mob so that they could storm this this building it was just like watching the hypocrisy happen like Mm -hmm. we know that it exists but like watching all of this it was just really fucking bizarre really fucking bizarre but i will say the day of i thought that it was fucking 
pretty comical. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I found interesting, and you kind of brought this to my attention, and then we uh, looked it up, but like the language the that language they're change. using. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When this was happening, me and Jay, even though we weren't recording, we're still, you know, being friends and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So we were talking and... I brought up, like, why is it now an insurrection and not, like, a coup or a failed coup? Like, how come they were saying coup before mm-hmm. and now they're saying insurrection? Like, what the fuck? So we looked up the words and we realized, and we, we say on this podcast all the time, that language is really, really important. Language is very intentional. And yes. this yes. was a time where we saw that, like, intention as fuck when it came mm-hmm. to the language change. So I'll just give you guys a definition. A coup is a sudden, violent, and illegal seizure of power from a government and then an insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government and the thing that sticks out the most to me is the illegal part the illegal seizure mm-hmm. and we know that they did not the coup didn't work but why not just right. call it's, this it was a an failed? T- it's an attempted coup yeah right. why not say mm-hmm. it's failed why not say it's an attempt like why use the word that now removes the legality Right. of what these folks did on mm-hmm. that day you know um, yeah. so it was alarming because even when when I started seeing the word erection I didn't know what that meant but I'm like mm-hmm. why is everyone calling it this like what is this new word Right. why mm-hmm. did they decide this insurrection shit and I think yeah. it's important for us to notice when the media changes language like that and to try mm-hmm. not to mirror what they do. So because they were calling it mm-hmm. insurrection, everyone started calling it an insurrection. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can mm-hmm. we question why this language changed? Why last week they were right. talking about cools and how to prevent one and this and this and that. Everyone was using cool. Now they're saying insurrection and we all kind of just went along with calling it an insurrection yeah. as well. And I kind of want to, since those, so those definitions, like that's the definition of it, right? Yeah. But I want to go a little bit more into Wikipedia's description uh-huh. of it just to really get into how these words give a different energy and a different sentiment. So coup, again, a coup is the removal of an existing government from power, usually through violent means. Typically, it is an illegal unconstitutional Mm -hmm. seizure of power by a political faction the military or a dictator right so that sounds like what the fuck that was that to me is very specific yes right so listen to this language and i feel like in the u.s this language that i'm about to use Mm -hmm. can be tied to morality nobility revolution right in in like this positive sense of revolution so the sexy word insurrection right right insurrection rebellion Rebellion, Mm -hmm. uprising, or insurrection is a refusal of obedience or order. It refers to the open resistance against the orders of an established authority, right? So to me, that sounds like the story and what we learn in the history books and what they teach here, what they pump fucking American children with here is this story of America being founded based on this revolution, based on this rebellion to the, you know, the British monarchy and the power structure over there and shit like that. All of this language is used and attached to positive things usually. Yeah. Yes. It's romanticized. Yes. It's very romanticized. Deciding to call this failed coup this attempted coup and insurrection is a part of that romanticization is a part of that turning down the volume mm-hmm. yes. of white terrorism like yep. making it like we're not going to call it that we're not going to identify that we're not going to highlight the illegality of what they were doing it also turns down the volume on the fact that president trump 
fucking incited this shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It turns yes, down it removes, the volume on the fact that he is. Yes, yes, he is mm-hmm. tied to this thing. Like this, these are not like people who are you know doing this thing on their own and not motivated by the shit that he is saying intentionally. He knows what he's doing. He is a terrorist. He is involved in this shit. So I thought that that was really yeah interesting, intentional, and. Yeah, that switch of language is intentional, Very not intentional an accident. At all. They knew the narrative that they wanted to present. They know what yes. they wanted to eventually yes. say in history books. They know what they want this to mm-hmm. be to the rest of the world as well, because the United States has been a part of a lot of failed or actually um, achieved coups in other countries. So we have to act like mm-hmm. we are different from the things that we have perpetrated around the world. So of course we're going to change yeah. the language and make sure that we say this is an insurrection because we don't do the shit that these other motherfuckers mm-hmm. around the world do. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it was, it was, right. it's very, very intentional. And I would like for mm-hmm. us as people, as a collective to make sure that that doesn't continue. Like let's stop saying yeah. insurrection. You could say attempted coup, fail cool keep that cool in there because it mm-hmm. was not an insurrection i think you will help them push that narrative if you continue to say the word insurrection right. so you know let's switch up that language on our end as well yeah and then when it comes to trump and and why this is terrorism on his part and how he is attached to this in a very real way mm-hmm. uh trump routinely engages in stochastic terrorism so because i really wanted to like look this up and make sense of yeah um, what it is exactly that he's doing, right? So stochastic ter- terrorism is the use of mass public communication, usually against a particular individual or group, which incites or inspires acts of terrorism, which are statistically probable, but happen seemingly at random, right? So this is also attached to quote unquote lone wolf terrorism. If you look up stochastic terrorism, it's used to describe some of what happens in quote unquote lone wolf terrorism. So that's another thing with language, right? So when we have white domestic terrorists here in the US, they will call them a lone wolf, right? Like as if this person's actions is just something that one person did no one could have predicted it no one could have seen it coming yeah it's not connected to any larger narrative so you'll see that but the thing with stochastic terrorism like i said here the use of mass public communication which is something that the president has a very unique access to because Mm -hmm. of the size of his platform right so when you have presidents when you have government officials when you have people that have that level of access to so many people at once it increases the risk of stochastic terrorism and and really it's only those people who have that level of access who have that level of reach who can perform and engage in this kind of terrorism yeah so when the president says things when he uses this kind of ambiguous intense but ambiguous language statistically he knows that someone is going to act right Mm -hmm. it is probable that enough people will engage in violence enough people will engage in terrorism and then because the language though intense is so ambiguous yeah. the things that he says he will often say oh i was joking or i didn't that's not what that's i meant what or I meant, that's being taken out of control out or i didn't write i didn't have anything to do with that or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it's already out there right so back when he was referencing protesters on twitter black lives matter protesters and saying shit like when the looting starts the shooting starts or suggesting yeah. that mm-hmm. when people at his rallies are protesting if you see them punch them in the face if you have to if you get in trouble i'll defend you these are things that the president yeah. has said right so mm-hmm. 
-hmm. condoning violence several times throughout his campaign trail and it sends the message to the people that fuck with you that yeah violence is okay you're not ever gonna speak out against the things that that they do which he has never done saying shit like to the proud boys when asked about them telling them to stand back and stand stand by by. yes that's what you say to the fucking military Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying stand by that's what you say to the fucking cops like your squad of fucking police who you want to wait before they attack stand by that's what you say to your boys or or your fucking squad before you go beat up whoever has been fucking with you or whatever yeah stand by you know what i'm saying so that was a very clear call to violence he tweeted to covid deniers in several different states liberate your state and save your this was again in relation to covid in relation to i don't know how we got to the second amendment from there but he was talking about covid deniers you don't right? need things to correlate when it comes right to him. right right <laughs> it, was a, it was just a reason yes it was just a yeah. reason to to use this very intense language liberate your state and save your great second amendment it is under siege right so this sends the message that you need to defend yourself yeah you need to yeah you need to act you need to act you need to do something and there's also because it's so ambiguous right there is no real call to action except for like outrage right Mm -hmm. so like be outraged and do whatever you have to do to to protect yourself right Mm -hmm. so it's not like an organized protest where people say hey we're gonna march down to the courthouse and we're not leaving until abc right Mm -hmm. that's very different than saying go over there show them who's boss let them know this that or whatever that's very different yeah, he than basically sending was out like if you're of... mad that lox is rough riders now while out and then yes. like yes <laughs> like, that's yes. basically what he's been doing yes. like there's no like like you're saying no no agenda no mm-hmm. organized kind of strategy it's just while out if they fuck with you while out is the call to action from him that's what it's been you know for the past Four fucking years, you know? Like, right. Very different. Right. Like, war strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, kill him dead. And that's just it. Yeah. That's it. With stochastic terrorism, because the platform is so large, the platform of the person who is in- engaging in stochastic terrorism, and the words, again, are so intense, for those willing to initiate violence, like, for those that are, like, it's going to reach enough people who are willing to initiate violence for there, yeah. be, for there to be mm-hmm. violent acts to happen, right? So yep. you'll have people, like I said, I'm sure there were people who, quote unquote, marched to the Capitol after Trump's rally on January 6th who did not raid the building itself mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i'm saying but mm-hmm. who, who were there or may have turned back after you know that rally or whatever and then you have people who are raiding the building then you have people who are beating police officers to death then you have people who are you yeah. know uh engaging in and like, officers stealing attacks shit. on people or setting up a noose and yeah. shit like that mm-hmm. yes walking around with, yes. walking around with zip ties um, and all of that shit because mm-hmm. you want to take yeah, so all of this the lead up to this has been happening throughout trump's campaign so this like from the beginning like the first time Mm -hmm. you know so yeah it's just important that we keep that in mind it's important that we don't because he didn't say to anyone go to the capitol and kill people go to the capitol and take hostages does not mean that the shit was not implied he intentionally implied and suggested violence and he did that throughout the start of his campaign yes and his followers know the vibes so statistically there was guaranteed to be violence statistically there's guaranteed to be people carrying 
carrying bombs and fucking Molotov cocktails and shit like they were. That they found That's bombs just what it and is. Stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was surprised at how easy it was for them to just like be there like that to get in like they send this message that the white house the capital that that whole area just be fucking locked down and and protected in this way that clearly it's not and i also think like we've talked about trump making a mockery of i mean it is a mockery and a joke but making this kind of mockery of the white house the presidency Mm -hmm. the government and all of that shit or whatever we've talked Mm -hmm. about that before and i think that this is a part of that setting it up so that there will not be enough protection in this area around this area whatever but just yeah watching there was more protection like in my high school you know what i'm saying like we fucking walked through metal detectors and dealt with all kinds of security and wild shit and these people just kind of strolled they have more protection like that on other days like there's, it's mm-hmm. not by accident that mm-hmm. on that day was the day where right. stuff was in lack because of the failed coup people started bringing up older stories where it was a it was a black woman who i believe was under mental distress mm-hmm. she like drove she looked like she was going to drive into the capital mm-hmm. her car was like out of control but she also anyway they murdered her they shot right. at the car 25 times and this is a one person in a car that was driving into the White House and you were able to deal with that. So like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a matter of, oh my God, I can't believe that security is so lack. I, that was also intention. Like that was not mm-hmm. by accident. That was not, nah, mm-hmm. that was an yeah. intent. That no, was an I intentional agree. thing. I think that's a part of the making a mockery of that whole thing. You know, it's like making it look like it is that easy. And I mean, it is, but making it appeared to be on that day so easy to just stroll up there and like do whatever you want to do you know what i'm saying like i think that that's just white people having the power inside and outside like i don't think the intent was like making a mockery the intent was that we have the power to say on this day because mm-hmm. we know this is going to happen to me that just shows that that was the intent and that was an mm-hmm. inside job or whatever i think right, that just right, leads to course. that i don't think it's i don't I don't think it's that. I think they knew what they were doing. They mm-hmm. made sure security was lax for that day or whatever the fuck for that day so that they can do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's the part that they planned. So it's not like when we talk about how we go about organizing and protests where we have a list of mm-hmm. demands and this is not. But they organized it so that they could get in there and do what they had to do because mm-hmm. they really felt that they were going to overthrow this government. Trump wanted them to overthrow this government. Illegally. So because unconstitutionally yes because him Mm -hmm. and his other people in government because it's not just trump and it's other people Mm -hmm. in there too made sure that shit could happen the way they needed it to happen so they could do what they had to do Mm -hmm. like period like i don't think it was easy to get in the white house i don't think it was like the pentagon is right there you could have called the the pentagon is right fucking there few blocks away no Mm -hmm. that was intentional it wasn't like a lax oh my god the white house is no that wasn't they wanted that to be Mess. the way that it was. Mess. Yeah. Mess. This is terrorism. They want us to live in fear. They want us to be panicked. Yeah, Don't panic. Do. Drink your juice. Drink your water. Protect your family. Prepare. Do all the things that you do to that keep we've yourself. Been doing. Yeah. That we've been doing, right? To keep ourselves like whole and mentally safe. And if there are areas in your life that you want to improve on, do that shit. But don't don't live in a state of fear and panic. That's what terrorism wants you to do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, we discover new ways America got Dr. King fucked up, the intersection of hoodooism and scam artists, and we pay black women and femmes. We'll be right back. Money, 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 money. 
<laughs> Money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women's Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. So I mentioned this before, but we tried trauma-sensitive yoga. Our sponsor, 635 Community Health Collective, invited us to join a session and it was great. I'm trying to get more exercise this year, so I look forward to being able to engage in a few more of those sessions of trauma-sensitive yoga. Queen, tell us more. Yeah, so as we make our way into 2021, new year, new me, we are hoping that this year offers us something different. As much as we like to look straight ahead, we can't ignore what lies behind us. The current moment of rejuvenation and resolutions, unfortunately, can also come with remnants of 2020. Those remnants can too easily disrupt our minds, bodies, and souls and center fight, flight, freeze mechanisms, draining us of the requisite energy and clear-headedness we want and need. How can we process stresses and increase our ability to feel safe, take intentional action, and continue our fight for survival, justice, and peace. 635 Community Health Collective strives to increase access to high-quality behavioral and physical health care, offering trauma-sensitive yoga to support individuals and groups in their healing journey. Trauma-sensitive yoga, or TS yoga, is a body-based modality designed to reduce and eliminate symptoms connected with stressful and traumatic experiences. TS yoga provides healing tools through simple stretching exercises and mindfulness breathing. You will learn techniques to help you breathe and move through feelings and sensations that are triggered by stressful and traumatic memories. The goal of this practice is to help you tolerate bodily sensations, practice awareness, stay present, self-regulate using breathing and movement, exercise your body as a safe place and provide a foundation for you to achieve your goals for 2021 that's right join 635 community health collective for some ts yoga and find new ways to deal with distress and become more resilient group and individual classes are available and 15 percent of proceeds are donated to black women owned businesses and organizations to learn more, visit 635communityhealthcollective.com or email them at 635communityhealthcollective at gmail.com.
www.6345community.com. Once again, to learn more, visit 635communityhealthcollective.com or email them at 635communityhealthcollective at gmail.com. TS Yoga is not meant to be a substitute for clinical diagnosis or a relationship with a licensed behavioral health professional. If you need to verbally process your experiences, please contact your health insurance company, local behavioral health department, or a licensed behavioral health professional. And we're black. All the time. Are you ready to get into some news that's not news? Yes, let's get into some news that's not news. I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Message! Our news that's not news segment is where we highlight a news story or event that is either not being covered by mainstream media or not being covered in the way that we as womanist race nerds think it should be covered. Or it has been covered, but we think that that shit needs to be underscored. So this is our news that's not news segment. So this week's news that's not news story, I'll give you a little background. So I noticed two conversations that have been happening in the media, also on social media, where I believe Biden talked about raising the minimum wage to $15 federally from, I think right now it's at $7.25. So of course, all of the economic the pseudo-economic people start jumping up and talking about why minimum wage shouldn't be raised. I am grateful to have people around me in the social media curated where people do understand why this should be raised and things like right. that. But of course, lots of people are using this as ways to punch down on the poor, well, punch down on people with low economic status, tell people that they should be working harder, you know, all of these things. Another conversation that I see happening right now as well is the conversation about student loan debt and mm-hmm. there's talk about that i don't know the amount but like the student loan debt being eliminated for folks so there's some people who were like well i paid off my i did the right things i paid off my loan right. why should those people why should mm-hmm. since i was able to pay mine why are they able to get theirs forgiven you know like, oh, just a lot of conversations about everybody's in everybody's mm-hmm. pockets right i mean everybody wants to venalize people of low economic status like you could be talking about something that anytime you talk about money somehow some way people figure out a way to punch down on people of low economic status like they just mm-hmm. mind their business at work we just mind our business at work so that conversation has been floating around a lot for i think the past two or three weeks mm-hmm. and then another conversation that has been floating around because it is January, because in January is when we observe Martin Luther King's birthday, when we observe the things that he has contributed to this country, to mm-hmm. black people, a lot of his work. I thought that it was interesting to see that a lot of people who were punching down on people of low economic status within the same breath, the next tweet, the next status, they want to talk about Martin Luther King and mm-hmm. talk about the great things he contributed to this this country and stuff like that. And it's like, it lets you know that they don't know the fullness of this man's work because right. he would want people to have way more than $15 an hour if they mm-hmm. were still alive, I'm sure. And so I just wanted us to just talk about the ways that he talked about economics, about how mm-hmm. he wanted to, wasn't quite communist, but knew that capitalism was not the shit. Right. And how later in his life, a lot of his work was about 
the working class and the poor and not the working class, not just black people, just in general, the working class and the class of people who are in like low economic places. Mm-hmm. He was very about that life towards the end of his life. And that's been erased from what all of us have learned in school. We all hear about the I have a dream speech. And even in that speech, he mentions these kinds of things, but that's just mm-hmm. always scrubbed out. He's right. always just like this person who was a champion for black people and people use as a way to be fake colorblind every January mm-hmm. <laughs> and shit like that. So, you know, I just wanted to talk about how those things align. So I got an article from the Washington Post that kind of helped me point out some of the the some of the main economic kind of ideas and things that he has said in past speeches and mm-hmm. things like that. So Dr. King did believe in a reconstruction of capitalism. I've heard people say that towards the end of his life, he was a communist. I want to say that that is not true. He did see some faults mm-hmm. in communism as well. Mm-hmm. He felt that we are still individuals. Mm-hmm. He didn't think that it should be mm-hmm. some kind of system where it blanketed everyone as this one thing. And I think that makes sense because there's so much inequity. You can't just say, blah, everybody's the same. Mm -hmm. But he did want to reconstruct capitalism. He knew that this shit was not where it was. He was quoted saying, what good is it to have us be able to sit at a lunch counter talking about black people if we don't even have money to afford whatever they're selling at the lunch counter. He also kind of, I'm kind of saying the same things, but I just want to kind of bring it in that this person, that Martin Luther King was really about economic justice when it Mm -hmm. came towards the last four years of his life. So he believed that without economic justice, there would be no freedom for black people in the U.S. There could be absolutely no freedom for us. That would continue to just be a dream if we don't start to address the economic injustices that happen in the U.S. and also that the U.S. uses as propaganda for the rest of the world. So a lot of the world looks at the U.S. as a model as to how they should be as a nation. And Mm -hmm. he saw that that was something very faulty. Like if this shit keep spreading like the world is going to be fucked up the reason why i wanted to make sure we talked about those things and show how they correlate is that this is the time of year where a lot of performative martin luther king stuff always pops up a lot of performative i have you know every like remnants of black squares again and i think it is important for us especially when it comes to a lot of companies and corporations who exploit people for labor Mm -hmm. there's a reason why these companies are so profitable in quotations is because they use expletive labor Mm-hmm. That's why they don't want rages risen. That's why they have pushed away unions. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King was very for unions. When it comes to a lot of labor laws and things like that, which I think is also included in this because he was very about unions and labor rights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of these corporations, they push away from that so they can pocket more money. You're going to make, in quotations, less profit if you're not given pensions. If you're making mm-hmm. it an, a 401k now that I, as an employee, am now contributing to, now my 401k is in some stock market. You know, it's not on the organizations and companies anymore. Um, So I think that I would like to see us kind of critique these organizations, companies, businesses, corporations, even individuals in this way, rather than usually when we're checking motherfuckers because of Martin Luther King, when people pop up, we usually use race as a thing. We usually Mm -hmm. talk about, like, 
um, let's say, I don't know, the NFL posts something about Martin Luther King. Real, real probably rebuttal was like, well, you didn't even give a fuck about Kaepernick because mm-hmm. of the racial un- unrest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think we should also bring him to the burner to be like, nah, you exploit people. Martin Luther King was not about that. He was about labor right. rights. He was about the people. He was mm-hmm. about economic justice. And I think it's important that we start to have that conversation more because that was a huge part of his work. That has been erased which we know is not by accident. And right. I, I think it's important that we talk about that more. Yeah. Bring that to the forefront more of his legacy. No, definitely. Definitely. Not only did they erase the fact that he was working on the Poor People's Campaign and that mm-hmm. he was invested in economic equality and equity and shit like that as a means to liberation, they also erased like, the history of the Poor People's Campaign. So yes. um, mm-hmm. Dr. King was assassinated in April 1968 in the midst of working on the Poor People's Campaign. Yes. And from May to June, for six weeks, they camped out on the Washington Mall. Like, there were people Where? camped out. There was a tenement, yes, camped mm-hmm. out on the Washington Mall for six Week. So that took place from May 12, 1968 to June 24th, 1968. So that is at the Capitol uh-huh. near the fucking White House. It mm-hmm. was a whole fucking tenement set up. And I, I, I saw a clip of it once. Mm-hmm. and like just in passing in some other documentary but to me yeah. it's really interesting that there is no discussion of the fact that people were camped out protesting yes. this shit for the poor people's mm-hmm. campaign and yes. it's just it's not discussed it's just erased right it's, so yeah yeah so that was that was a movement that was taken up by other leaders within dr martin luther king's camp once mm-hmm. he was murdered yeah so it it continued like it didn't it didn't stop when he passed away and yeah. i think that the way that history is sold to us like it's packaged and it's sold to us in a in a very like we talked about like the way news and language is used in this very intentional way right yes. so they have packaged the civil rights movement as these few marches dr king says a speech And now it's the end of Jim Crow happens and, you know, there's like equality. A lot of the things that happened leading up to that, they don't share with us. They Mm -hmm. don't share how his work continued. They don't, like you said, talk about the poor people's campaign at all. And it was this whole Whole big fucking deal. If they share that with us, that that was a part of it at all, it is like an awakening of, oh, yeah, that is a part of oppression. Like economics are a part of this. And it's just, to me, so convenient to leave this out of Dr. King's story. You know, like, I don't know. There's movies about everything. I just think that it's, it's so interesting. Yeah, they always they always take that out. I, I, it's on purpose because they want mm-hmm. to make sure that, and this is why we say on this show every episode, white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, because all mm-hmm. of these things are tied together. And you can see that that's what that is with him as far as white supremacy and capitalism. He saw the correlation. Mm-hmm. He saw how tightly woven capitalism and white supremacy was and why they both needed to be dismantled. And I also think that because now we're talking about capitalism and we're talking Mm -hmm. about better lives for people with low economic status, that now he will attract people who probably wasn't fucking with him just because he was talking about, quote unquote, black shit. But Mm -hmm. now these other things affect other races of people and will drive people for a change in these very different ways. What happens when this black man who is highly influential, 
We already want him dead because he is influencing all of this stuff for black people and for people of other races who believe in equality, racial equality in his ways. But now he's going to talk about the money, where Mm -hmm. money is something that affects everyone in these different ways. Like, could you imagine what if, if, if they were not assassinated? what mm-hmm. that conversation would be like if he mm-hmm. influenced more people in, in terms of he's not just appealing to black people anymore and the few people of other races who believe in racial equality now he's appealing to most of the country because most of the country is working class or of mm-hmm. a poor, poor economic status or middle class you know like now mm-hmm. when we're talking about money we're having a very different conversation we know it's on purpose that all of this is erased because it's it's those things white supremacy capitalism is very tightly woven and we have to right. keep them separate and we have to make the public continue to think that those are things that are separate issues separate things separate systems to be dismantled mm-hmm. and shit like that so it would it would be great it would be amazing if we start to enter into the conversation when we talk about Martin Luther King's life talk about the social economic work that right. he did mm-hmm. there were just to talk more about the poor people's mm-hmm. campaign and that camp out it was called resurrection mm-hmm. city and on tuesday may 21st 1968 thousands of poor people set up a shanty town known as resurrection city which existed for six weeks the city had its own zip code 20013 wow and yeah it was three thousand people living in tents on the fucking washington mall and this is like not common history is not yeah, discussed no one, it's yeah. not 3,000 yeah. people. That's a lot of people. Living that is, in the grass at the Capitol. That's a whole it had thing. A, it had its own zip code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty large. That's a pretty large thing to like kind of skip over and kind yeah. of make a footnote of the Martin Luther mm-hmm. King conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for that. I think this mm-hmm. is an important conversation and it's always annoying to see how people appropriate Dr. King and his legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. for whatever their fucking personal initiatives are or whatever the propaganda they want to spew that day so yeah yeah so this is good thank you for that no problem no problem and you no know, put the pressure i know this show is dropping after the actual day because usually that's when people talk about martin luther king a lot people who are mm-hmm. non-black generally talk about martin luther king a lot around martin luther king day mm-hmm. start putting the pressure on them we're not going to know these stories we're not going to know these things unless we start talking about them more openly mm-hmm. tell your kids like you know like we need to take more control of our own narrative right they can't keep continuing telling us what our history is so mm-hmm. you know just put the pressure on them mm-hmm. yeah that's right so talking about social economics Redistributing money and all of that. That's right. Do you want to pay some black women and femmes? Yes, let's pay black women and femmes. Give me your fucking money! Right. So Mm -hmm. this is normally when I describe what the pay black women segment is. If you want to get some kind of background about what I'm going to go into. You can check out episode 275, but there was some concern about the way that we intro this segment. And I would say maybe the segment as a whole. Mm-hmm. So concern about the segment, concern about how we intro the segment, the language that we use. And so during the break, we did a lot of reflection and work and that we're still doing yeah. kind of on this, mm-hmm. um, on how we want to present this segment, what we want it to be, the best way to serve you, our community, our listeners. And like I said, we're still working on it. So we're going to talk about it. We're not going to 
like just show up and do it differently we're gonna have yeah. a discussion we got yeah. a lot of feedback via t-mail and so we appreciate everybody who reached out yeah. to us there were questions asked in a lot of those t-mails that we didn't answer directly via t-mail but we are going to talk about and address on the on podcast the so yeah. we just want to make sure that we're having a full comprehensive conversation and that we have the range to do that appropriately so like i said we're still working on that. In the meantime, please send your paid black women and femme submissions and nominations to twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And again, this segment seeks out to highlight black women and femme owned businesses, initiatives. You could just be somebody who fucking needs new furniture for whatever you reason. You can need your hair did. You can need your hair did. It don't have mm-hmm. to be a whole thing. So yeah, so send your letters. You can nominate somebody else or yourself or whatever. We also open this segment up to indigenous women and femmes so feel free again to send your submissions to our t-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com yes so let's get into it this week's submission comes from neela okay i'm glad that you put the pronunciation put in the there. phonetic because yeah. i was doing a whole different thing you was okay. not wait to me. <laughs> maybe it's oh no i'm doing i'm doing the wrong thing now it's nyla right that 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 the way they have it here and i i think so. you see the pronunciation i think yeah, that's I supposed it. to be yeah i think that's supposed to be nyla okay all right it's not nyla okay so yes i have pronounced this like three different ways thank you so much okay so nyla hello queen and jay my name is nyla and first and foremost i want to thank the both of you for producing the content that you do it honestly has helped me through some of the toughest times in my life and an extraordinarily tough year giving me hope and comfort in times There feels there is very little. There have been times the both of you have made me laugh and have validated the anger I felt at certain events around me. I wanted to submit this pay black woman submission selfishly for myself. I'm currently in my first year at law school with a full tuition scholarship. I personally want to ensure I can change individual lives and provide extra representation in the legal field for young girls like me who come from low income areas as well and are self-made. I was fortunate enough to have graduated undergrad in a similar situation with a full ride and no debt. This will be my first goal at accumulating debt. With that being said, I financially support myself to not bother my family who has not only lost my father in the last three years due to cancer, but my uncle this year as well from violence. My education and living expenses are burdens I chose to undertake, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. While I do not have to worry about tuition payments, I do have to worry about funding my education in the form of extremely expensive textbooks, which came to $600 for the current semester, and rent and very little ability to work while in school. Any help that can help me pay my rent and educational expenses would be extremely helpful. My cash app is dollar sign N-I-A-Y-L-A-D-I-A. And we'll put that in the show notes, of course. Anything helps. Once again, thank you both for being the badasses you are. And I know all that you affirm will come true. Best, Nyla. Thank you so much, Nyla. Thanks, Nyla. We appreciate you. Thank you for sending this T-mail. Yes, definitely. So help Nyla, support her as she is navigating law school. Things are a lot easier and it's easier to focus on school and shit when you don't have to worry about how you are going to To financially support yourself. yourself. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So any support that you could send her, um, she mentioned, I love it when they put dollar amounts in here so yeah, I do too. if you are somebody who was looking to donate six hundred dollars to somebody we know that she spent six hundred dollars in books 
So that would be dope if somebody who has $600 lying around would take care of that, yo. So white people, yeah. where you at? Where you at? <laughs> where you at? So somebody send Nyla that $600 so she can recoup that and use that towards her rent. Her rent um, and again, what'd you say? I said her rent and shit. Yeah. And again, that was a call out to whoever has $600 sitting around. But also, if you're somebody who has an extra 20, if, if you're someone who is not struggling right now, we know a lot of people are struggling right now. If you're somebody who has the benefit of not struggling right now, it could definitely be helpful to send Nyla $20. Like, do that shit. If we all send Nyla a dollar, she might be good for a little while. So yeah. mm-hmm. let's definitely make sure that we are supporting one another. Nyla, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter and for reaching out to T with queen and jay let's throw somebody in the motherfucking pit yo. oh it's been so long i'm excited yes let's let's delight let's delight <laughs> in somebody else's foolishness who the fuck is this asshole say what again say what again i dare you i double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time okay the pit is where we throw the people, places, and things that are fucking with our black ass, black joy. Um, it's oftentimes people who are leaning into white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Ooh, and sometimes yeah. it's just people who are getting on our fucking nerves. So who are we throwing in the pit this week, Queen? We are throwing in the pit someone who is fairly, has a large following on social media, Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram, known as the Hood Healer. I never followed this person, but I do follow a lot of people who are in the healing space, um, in the spiritual space, in that way. And so I understand people's needs to like attach to that, especially with the year that we have had. And, you know, grounding is necessary. Mm-hmm. You want to find something that makes you feel grounded right. and shit like that. But this person is a white supremacist patriarchal capitalist Mm. and there's no healing in that so i just wanted to point out some of the things that i have seen either retweeted into my timeline or videos that i have seen where i just see that this person is extremely extremely harmful and i'm like you know what let me tell my peoples that this person is harmful and let me throw Mm -hmm. this motherfucker in a pit so the hood healer she is a black woman who is a spiritual guide spiritual healer and does things of that nature she is not to my knowledge she doesn't do a lot of hoodoo and stuff like that like i said i've never followed her so i don't know like the exact line Mm -hmm. of spirituality that she talks to or speaks to i just know that a lot of residual of whatever she says is stuff that is faulty as fuck. I do remember a long time ago just going to her Twitter profile just to see. Like, this person mm-hmm. is a little strange to me. Let me look at their profile. And I remember in their bio that she had that she was light-skinned with dark-skinned tendencies. That is so <laughs> weird. In her bio. When you say a long time ago, like that like? Marches? Like March? Oh, we like this year? <laughs> Last year, March? <laughs> No, um, I thought when you said a long time ago, I thought you meant a long time ago, like some years ago. Oh no, no, no! I didn't. Even, I didn't know you meant right now. Like I think because of the um the pandemic, freaking elevate stuff and highlight stuff. So I've right. known of her for years, but I never cared to pay attention to her. Fact. But she's this year she's been retweeted into my Twitter timeline way more. Right. And I think it's because of our needs to look for grounding, to look for healing. We all need to be centered right now. We're all looking mm-hmm. for balance right now. I totally get that. But the influx of me seeing her stuff in my space is what made right. me go to her page. So light skin with dark skin tendencies. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does 
that mean? Um, you obviously fall into colorism. I yeah, that, that not... sounds racist. Sorry. Yes. That sounds, yes. yeah. Like, that's, what? that's problematic as fuck. Problematic. We all know that no, everyone is not perfect. We know mm-hmm. that. But I don't think it makes sense to have a healer who who's racist. Like, mm-hmm. that you cannot be a healer of black people, of mm-hmm. the hood, if you lay in a bed with white supremacy yeah. that much in that way. Yeah. As that shit is yeah. harmful. Should we talk about why that's a weird sentence? It's weird because one is like, what the fuck are you saying? What are dark skin tendencies? We know that right. when it comes to colorism, we tie a lot of the bad emotions, the bad adjectives. Emotions that are marked as bad. And yeah, right. mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. dark skin. So yeah. maybe she's saying she has an attitude. Maybe she's saying she pop off. Maybe mm-hmm. she's saying I'm not the one. Like, yeah, I'm light mm-hmm. skin, but <laughs> I don't. Right, right. Like, it could be anything, yeah. It could be but anything. it's weird. It's weird. vague, but it's also clear that this person is a, is like in bed with white supremacy because what? the fuck mm-hmm. who says they're healing black people mm-hmm. and then it's so overt with some colorist bullshit like that it also when we talk about colorism amongst ourselves like it also could be the the idea that like light-skinned folks are allowed to be tender and soft and dark-skinned folks don't have feelings they don't exactly. cry they're yep. not sensitive they're not like that whole concept of like light skin feelings or whatever, even though mm-hmm. there are tears and feelings. But the, the idea everyone has tears and feelings. Everyone has tears and feelings. Right. The <laughs> yes, idea that yeah. dark skin folks are not soft, are not vulnerable. Yeah. When I look at this is a silly example, but when I was on Tinder scrolling through mm-hmm. profiles and like, you know how people will make fun of um, light skinned dudes and like how they pose or whatever. Any yeah. woman who has been mm-hmm. on Tinder has scrolled through a thousand dark skinned dudes doing those same squinty eye poses Mm -hmm. and all of that or whatever but it's a certain tenderness that we mock rightfully for fun mock light-skinned people for having but it also kind of dehumanizes and devalues dark-skinned folks as if they are all they are not allowed this level of tenderness vulnerability softness and shit like that Mm -hmm. so there's that and then some of the things that i've seen retweeted um into my timeline this one was actually recent, maybe last week or two weeks ago. I'm very horrible with time, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was in the recent weeks. It was in 2021 where okay. she tweeted that people who have depression is because they haven't found self-love and they should work on loving themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get out of depression. What is this, I, 1998? Look, this this tweet was in 2021. This is not right. verbatim, but that was what, and I was just like, this person is strange. So I've seen her using tweets where she was calling people the R word. And just for context, R word is you. It's a slur. It's a slur that is used to talk about neurodivergent folks. So she mm-hmm. uses that very often. I saw a video. This video, I will say I probably saw this video two years ago where mm-hmm. she was on her Instagram live and someone screen recorded it. And she was talking about trans and gay people. And she was saying that the reason why they are trans or gay is because they are not one with the spirit and mm-hmm. that they got to get right with the spirit or some shit like that. So incredibly homophobic and transphobic. Yeah. This next thing I'm going to say is, is going to be hearsay because it was from Clubhouse and I was not in that room. Mm-hmm. But the conversation that came out of whatever Clubhouse room that she had the result, they was talking about healing and how you can use certain herbs and 
things like that to like heal your body and you don't need to depend on the medical system for these certain things the medical system is killing us you can do other things Mm -hmm. and towards the end of that conversation there was a woman in that room who was like okay so i'm going to cancel my fibroid surgery tomorrow based on this conversation that they had in clubhouse with this woman Mm-mm. it's dangerous this person Mm-mm. is dangerous to me it's also predatory we know right. that you know like it's just it's just gross so I, I just want to throw this person in a pit because they are harmful to our community they are harmful they're not healing she- nobody but their ego and i think we need to vet our healers better if they are homophobic or transphobic like there's no bigotry in healing right something is faulty there so if there's bigotry in what whoever you are going to for to be your healer even Mm -hmm. as a therapist that is not who should be help guide your process to betterment or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. but Hood healers in the pit. I don't know their government name, but mm-hmm. whatever the government name goes in the pit too, because this person is really, really, really fucking harmful. And she, she said something about folks with diabetes too, right? Like she's always saying something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she said about people with diabetes, but she's always saying something that makes no sense. She said something. I I saw her similar to the depression. If you're a person who suffers from anxiety, you probably don't love yourself. You need to become one with the spirit. And mm-hmm. like, it's just like, mm-hmm. yo yeah 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 the She's diabetes helpful. one i saw that this morning but i forgot what it was but it was something like real basic real basic and like ridiculous like that and I yes, think a lot of people i remember now she was yeah. like if you're diabetes die i can't remember but it just shows that they don't know science because there's different types of diabetes like mm-hmm. the way that she talked about diabetes it was like it's your fault and it's yeah. like there are diabetics who are born with diabetes yep. their pancreas yep. just does not create insulin mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with what they're eating what they're putting in their bodies with their spirits or any mm-hmm. of that fuck shit i don't remember the tweet but i do remember thinking this person don't know science mm-hmm. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. i feel that if you're going to be a healer who debunks science you should know science <laughs> right. you should know science if you're going to say that and i'm talking about science and its purity not science in terms of what white supremacy has done to our medical industry and, mm-hmm. and science in that way because science has been used for a tool for things but if you're going to debunk these medical things or scientific things or whatever you should probably know that you yeah. know there's a i think it's type 2 diabetes where it's mm-hmm. just because your pancreas does not create um insulin so yeah that's why you there know. are people there are people who really get off on their wellness quote-unquote wellness or their healing being based on like fruits and berries kind of, <laughs> fruits and berries but kind of the way that <laughs> capitalism is set up to where somebody has to be on the bottom is that they that's how yes. they see their wellness right so yes. i am mm-hmm. well if yeah. i am not like being a certain kind of bad person right so mm-hmm. like if you're sick yeah. you're bad if you like all of the kind of self-blame kind of stuff it makes it so that yeah my wellness is based on me being a better person i've risen to a higher level than these other people and that's why that's how i can achieve health that's how i can achieve and wellness and like yeah. being that feeling of being able to see somebody on the bottom it's that same thing that feed that people are tapping into when they are upset that uh somebody who didn't go to a fucking get a two-year associates or get a four-year fucking college degree yeah. is going to be making $15 an hour and like, oh, well, I, I had to do this and I had to do that and how dare they? 
or student loans are going to be free. Uh, they're going to take care of student loans now. And well, what about me? What about my student loans that I paid off or whatever? It's that same feeling of needing to come up off of somebody yes. or someone else having something means that I have less or whatever. It's like, I can't be well unless it's compared to someone who is not well, unless yeah. it's compared to those who are doing poorly. And like, I can't exist. Like we can't all just be well together. I have to also point out that other people, if you are not well, it's because you are a bad person. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. And I did all the things that I need to do to get the good grade. And it's important yeah. also that I talk about what you didn't do because that builds up my self-worth and self-value and shit like that. So it sounds like that's a part of why people, because the other piece of this is like, she be saying obvious wild shit. And it's like, why are so many people following her? But so many people tap into that kind of energy and that modality of healing it's like years ago when we went exactly. to that thing we went to one of these just like let's have a community meeting black pe people are being murdered we went to one of those mm -hmm. they happen all the time right yeah so we went to one of those meetings and there was this woman there talking about growing her own fruits and vegetables and shit like that right so it was a community meeting about what we can do for each other and yeah. her conversation it was full of so much privilege but it wasn't about what we can do it was about all the great shit She's that she that does yeah. for herself to take care of herself and how great she is as a black person and how she gets an A for doing all these things that yep. no one else is no doing. No one else it, is doing. Yeah, it wasn't, here's what I have found helpful and here's how here's some um, tools, you can do some it. Here's some strategies. Here's how we right. That's the same thing with yes. this person. At yes. the beginning of the pandemic, I remember her saying, well, if we was growing our own foods, we wouldn't have to be mm -hmm. at the supermarkets wild and like, like something like that. And it was just mm -hmm. like, bitch. Like, yeah. that's when I think I blocked them because it was like, I'm seeing y'all I'm seeing her stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. retweeted into... It was mm -hmm. a, it's a point where I blocked them so it could just stop because people like to reactionary retweet. Like, look what this yeah. bitch saying. I don't even want to see, mm -hmm. <laughs> see mm -hmm. that shit. But I, she did kind of... this. What you're describing that woman did, mm -hmm. Hood Healer has also done the same, right. the same thing. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I'm, I'm yeah. the better person. You should, and like, that's yeah. a... Right. That's a part of a scam that kind of... It reaches a lot of us because... We were all, if you are in the U.S., brought up in a system of white supremacist, you know, in the colonized world. But we were all brought up yeah. in a system of white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. And so it taps into that feeling of the false sense of meritocracy that if you mm -hmm. work really hard, yeah. then you will achieve this higher level of whatever. And you will also be better than all those other people who couldn't do this great thing or who couldn't be the best at whatever the fuck it is that you're excelling in this feeling of having to excel this feeling of having to be number one this feeling of whatever it is that you're trying to do is a race yeah you know what i'm saying yep. and it's not a fucking race yo just it's like here heal, heal yourself mind your business love and help somebody else that's you know the thing saying? too i want to make sure we insert here is that it's all and it's all extremely ableist as fuck like how mm -hmm. are you like fucking demonizing blaming people because they have depression or because right. they have anxiety or you make it seem as though you have diabetes because you did something wrong it's something you mm -hmm. did you did some fucked up shit and now right. that's why you have diabetes like that's mm -hmm. that's that's not how that works that's not how yeah. bodies work that's not mm -hmm. you know like you know whatever and for you to call yourself a healer and you are so embedded in like ableist shit like that mm -hmm. like Nah, you're not a healer. You're not. Even yeah. the idea of healing is just like can be ableist. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. shut up. I, I she, mm -hmm. they're they're in a pit. They get on my nerves. 
at this point, anyone who follows her believes these things is also a bigot, is also ableist, mm-hmm. is also because like how yeah. there's just so much. I don't know. I just can't see someone saying someone is trans. It's because they're not one with the spirit. So they need to get mm-hmm. one with the spirit and then they'll be better again. Like, how do you listen to that? And you're like, yeah, she's yeah. healing me. <laughs> yeah. You know? You're transphobic well, you too. Listen, you listen to that. You're transphobic yeah. too. If you're transphobic, it affirms that shit. Yes. People love hearing transphobia and whatever they're, whatever they hate, they love hearing bigotry from like mm-hmm. fucking quote unquote spiritual leaders, yo. Yeah. They love it. It justifies so many things yeah. within them. They're like, well, if they're saying it, that's what it is yeah Yeah. they love that shit so yeah they're gonna pay it's just disgusting just gross Mm. it's disgusting and like i said make sure you're vetting these people vetting these healers vetting these therapists Mm -hmm. if there's shit aligns with bigotry that should not be the person who is guiding you to whatever you're trying to get to that is right nah let that Mm -hmm. shit go yeah and i did imply that this person was a a fucking hoodoo scammer but i think a lot of that bruja shit a lot of that stuff gets like conflated Mm -hmm. on social and we start thinking that people who all do and practice all these different modalities are um are one and they're not so yeah i would definitely call this person a scammer but definitely in line with white supremacy definitely in line with whatever spirituality shit she claims to practice like this this is the same old white supremacist patriarchal capitalism yeah. and it might mm-hmm. not look harmful to you because we were all raised up in this shit so yeah. that's all that this person is doing yeah that fibroid surgery thing is it's really as somebody who like has yeah. had fibroid surgery mm-hmm. and lives with fibroids it's really it's really wild sounds unfortunate because so many people there's not enough information out there there's not enough conversations about it yes. not enough of us talk to each other about fibroid surgery um like everything like so much of that part of our bodies and what happens in people's for those of us who have wombs is a secret yeah and foreign it's just like when you encounter somebody who talks like they know what they're talking about it can be really comforting and like Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just scary it's just really it's it just is really scary because surgery is scary. Knowing that right. someone is going to enter your body and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I would want to do whatever else instead mm-hmm. of yeah. you going in my body. And you know what I'm saying? So you're feeding on yeah. that already being that fear, that uncertainty, mm-hmm. that if I could use another option, I'm going to be honest and I will be like, okay, maybe I can do this other thing so I don't have right. to have my body cut into it was so hard for me to have surgery like even scheduled mm-hmm. with the doctor that i wanted and oh for real I want- yeah it was such a it was a huge you remember that period of yes. my life it was a mm-hmm. fucking nightmare yeah and so just to hear of somebody who had that in place and then cancel it to do it. whatever this is because the, yes there are a lot of holistic things that you can do to try and shrink your fibroids or yes. to reduce them they are very hard and like yes and i say very hard as somebody who I can eat a vegan diet. Like I'm not somebody who can't. I usually, you know, some days I'm vegan, some days I'm vegetarian. I can eat anything. Like I don't have to have meat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cheese is one of my big things. But for you to really be able to shrink that shit, you know, a vegan, like changing your diet, like changing your whole life. So again, not impossible, not impossible Mm -hmm. for a lot of people though, depending on That is still also something kind of drastic. That's still something like surgery is drastic. That huge shift of lifestyle change is pretty drastic, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, it's just, you know, to be in a clubhouse room and hear somebody say something and then you cancel your surgery, like, it's it's scary. And I know that's why people have been saying that clubhouse is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these social media platforms are dangerous. dangerous. You hear yeah. someone say something. Because she grew her and... following on the other ones. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, if, if we're not... It, and, again, there's good stuff to be that comes out of social media. But mm-hmm. if we're not careful, if we're not constantly vetting the information that we're receiving, yeah. if we're not thinking mm-hmm. critically, you can definitely wind up canceling a potentially very important life-saving surgery. Surgery, yeah. Because of some shit a white supremacist said. So, yeah. But, yeah, this was a good pit. I'm sorry that this is this is happening actually. It's disgusting. To it's people. So disgusting. Yeah, this is this is a this is a real life scammer right here. Mm-hmm. This is a scammer. So, wow. Well, yeah. we did a We show. did a motherfucking show. Yeah. Yes. Our first mm-hmm. show of fucking 2021. It's going to be a great year. These roaring 20s, man. <laughs> These fucking roaring. Remember we were excited yes. and um, before the 20s started? And it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. These shits is fucking roaring. Yup. Wild style. Wild shit. 2024. <laughs> it's gonna be lit. 2024? Is that our year? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. Check out our website, T with Queen and J.com. And as always, you can send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Do we have a hashtag this week? Yes, this week's hashtag is fight for 15 because we need our money. We need our dough. That's right, yo. I mean, 15, that's the least you could do. I didn't know that the fucking... We need more. It should be fight for 25, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't realize that the minimum wage across the country, the federal minimum the wage... The federal minimum wage is Still seven. in the sevens? Yep. The fuck? Mm-hmm. That's wild style. Wild. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. So, fight for 15 and um, get over yourself. Dead ass. Dead ass. Get over yourself. Everybody can have and we can all be good. There's like, enough. There's, there's enough. enough. There's enough there's money enough. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Someone else having more does not take away from you. We the yep. fuck blacks. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a black girl named Candace. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. And all labor has dignity. Yeah. But you are doing another thing. You are reminding not only Memphis, but you are reminding the nation that it is a crime for people to live in this rich nation and receive starvation wages.